Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everybody. Aaron Torres, Artie Spanier, in for the guys tonight. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. How you doing tonight, Torres? You know, we might have to uh, call in our friends at TireRack.com. Uh, hopefully you won't drive us off the road like you did wow. last night. But uh, but it's good to be back with you. How are you? How's life? What's new with you in the last 24 hours, Arnie? No, th- I, well, I, I just want to say right off the bat, we, we apologize for Torres yesterday. Hopefully Uh-oh. he'll do a better job. What uh, I do now? Well, I don't know. I just, you know, you, you brought your C-plus game yesterday. We're hoping you get in the B, B-minus range. You know what I mean? I, 
My C plus game is like the best show you've ever done. So America actually, I I got nothing but uh, flowers and thank yous and inappropriate DMs for carrying the show last night. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, Lots going on. We got a busy show today. Lots happening today. Uh, in the world of sports, obviously, we got a lot of basketball. We'll get to that. One game just finished up. Uh, the Bulls in Toronto, and of course, that was a big comeback. They were down big time, like 20 points. They came back. So uh, we'll get to that a little bit. By the way, did you have a chance to watch the Stephen A. Smith uh, cast today when they were doing the game or what? Uh, I did not. We talked about this yesterday. I'm not a fan of the alternative cast. I just... I like watching sports. I like turning on sports to watch sports. And, you know, listen, I I, I give Stephen A. Smith credit for the career that he's carved out for himself. But in the same way that I don't care about, you know, the Manning cast when I want to watch Bengals, uh, you know, Bengals Ravens on a Monday night. Right, right. right. I don't care about Stephen A. Smith during an NBA playoff game. I, I, you know, we how did you like it? Did you watch well, it? You I did watch it, and I got to tell you, we we discussed it. We're like, how's this going to happen? Is he just going to talk through the game? Um, somebody obviously didn't give him direction. And look, I like oh, Stephen A. So sounds like one of your shows. But yeah, continue. Uh, yeah, continue. well, thank you, thank you. I I like Stephen A. But but I got to tell you. It was just off the tracks. It's like he didn't know what he was doing. At one point, he had a guest. I think it was Collins. And he's talking to Collins, and he asks him a question. And then three seconds into his answer, he goes, Oh, did you see that? He slammed dunk the basketball. Oh, my goodness. Then him and Reddick were talking about it. Then they get back to Collins, and he goes, So tell me, what did you think? And he goes, Wait a minute. We got to go ahead. We got to go to a commercial break. We'll come back. <laughs> they come back, and he goes, So tell me. You, you don't even know. You, 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 it, it, then he started doing the play-by-play. Stephen Ooh, A's doing illegal. Uh, well, maybe well, not for that. I don't know, but he's doing the play by he's bringing it up the court. He shoots the three. Oh, he just missed that. And, uh, and then every time there was a big play, he'd go, Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, I'm sitting next to you. I, I, I can see it. I'm, I'm watching the same game as you. So I, I don't think he was really sure what he should do play by play or, you know, uh, he kept interrupting the guest. The, the, the guest didn't say three words in about 40 minutes because they, they kept either interrupting him or they. They went to a commercial. They went to like four commercials um, at the end of the game because they were getting calls so many timeouts. So I just thought it was too much, I, especially in the last five minutes of the game. I want everybody well, to be quiet. Point, right? Yeah, I, I, want I want everybody to, to be game. quiet. I want to watch the game. Exactly. And he's and, and you know what the crazy part is? What was the crazy part? No, no, he, he's talking to JJ, and he's like, okay, what just happened there? Uh, <laughs> and he, I go, well, you're talking to him. You can't watch the game at the same time. So um, it, it was just it was too much. It, it was just really too much, Aaron. I didn't like it at all, to be honest with you. You're a tough critic, man. I mean, you know, all I'll say is, listen, you've told me many times about, you know, your first uh, experience hosting national radio. I think it was, what, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. What, 1800s, yeah. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say like 1947 or whatever. I don't, I don't really know. My host was a guy named Marconi. I don't know if you know him, but go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. He won an award <laughs> for having to deal with you. I mean, all I'll say is it was, I think it was the first dual cast, right? So, you know, I, I, all, all I'll say is, you know, one, it, it's the first time that I think that they've done this, but two, it, it does sound a little bit like what my big gripe with these alternative casts is, is I get it. I get what they're intended to be. Um, I have no problem with a second screen. Like, you know, I'm down to try stuff new. But like I said, you know, I, I it's funny, you know, I've tried to watch the Manning cast a few times because you know how it is on social media. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. It's amazing how all the things that are loved on social media 
like are actually the things that nobody actually cares about in real life. <laughs> like, remember Sharknado? Like that? Yes. Oh my God! This was the craziest movie ever. And then you saw the ratings, and like eight thousand people watched it, and they were all on social media. So the point I'm trying to make is, you know, the Manning cast and the the alternative cast. Listen, I'm but they sure get good it, numbers. I think the Manning I was going to say, yeah, yeah. But but let me ask you though: Do they get good numbers, or is that just? Um, do they get good numbers, or is it just the fact that? Uh, so many people watch Monday Night Football that there's going to be some natural runoff, right? I mean, if they're doing yeah, 20 yeah. million people watching Monday Night Football, then yeah, by default, a million of them are going to watch going to watch uh, going to watch the alternative cast. Yeah, so- no, I, I agree with you. you. When you have so many people, there's going to be a, a natural spill off. Sometimes people are going to say, "I don't know, let me listen to what they have to say," or watch five or ten minutes of it, or you know, some people for good luck going, "I got to get it off this channel, but we're getting killed or something." But you know, you you, you put it on. I don't know how much. That really helps the ratings, but I could see people testing it out during a three-hour uh, football game, you know? Absolutely. By the way, uh, we just got a few tweets in. Uh, uh, Emperosis says that next time we sub on a weeknight, you need to introduce yourselves as Arnie Spanier and his best friend, Aaron Torres. How come you don't introduce me as your best friend? Why not? Well, yeah, I know. Why? It, I should do that, yes. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We haven't done Saturdays together in a couple of years now. It's been that long. Look how time just flies by. It's crazy. I know. You had hair when we started. <laughs> now look at you. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Now I'm I still absolutely got a full bald. head of hair. I actually have less gray hair than I started with you. That's really weird. I don't know how that works. <laughs> my gray hair has gone away since you quit Saturdays a few, a few years ago, so that's great. Yeah, no, absolutely. But anyway, that was my little, uh, yeah. my great on Stephen A. Smith cast. And um, obviously it's going to get better. But you, it's just so tough because, you know, you're in, in football, you know, how many scoring plays do you really have? You got some big plays, but there's, they're going up and down the court. And every time he's talking, he's getting interrupted. He's like, oh, wait a minute. Did you see that? Oh, wait a minute. So Aaron, did, why did you see that? You know, it's like me when I <laughs> watch like the game with, with the you. Lakers you know? game last night. That yeah. was us with the Lakers game. I'm screaming about an Anthony Davis foul. You're like, what's going on? What's going on? So, But they're no, doing this throughout the game, too. I know. So, you know it, well, uh, and I'll say. Yeah. too like it's one of those things where like you said the nba and basket basketball not the nba there's just a different rhythm to the game like it was funny i was talking to a buddy about this the other day is like you know on a busy college football saturday because you have play you know uh, um you know time between plays you can really toggle between two or three games on one screen you try to toggle between two or three nba games on a busy night you can't do it because there's so much action and again maybe that just shows that while the alternative uh, broadcast is a cool idea. Maybe it just doesn't make as much sense for basketball. All right. Uh, by the way, if you want to get in, the best way to get a hold of us, uh, of course, is social media on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. Be, be easy on me today because I'm not. I'll try. What's I'm not exactly. Uh, Did you, you realize know. your Lakers stink? Is that what you realized? No, no. I just I'm not feeling. No, I'm not feeling, <laughs> I know where you're going. Well, with no, no, I, I feel well. I'm 100. You know, I but, saw, but it's but, it's crazy. I saw you yeah. dunking in layup lines yeah. at the Vermont YMCA today. Yeah. But, you, but yet you're not you're not feeling 100 well, percent like Arnie. Is that what you're telling well, me? Arnie's not feeling like Arnie today. It's, it's, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't feel like Arnie today, but I think it's Arnie's not really feel like Arnie today. I'm not I'm not really sure what's wrong. Oh but my goodness, um, it's so good. No, I, you know, he's, we're talking about Zion. Yes. And Zion came out and said that he feels fine uh, physically. And, you know, he just doesn't want to play until Zion feels like Zion. Um, and then, of course, that opened up 
uh, the Twitter sphere. It's just everybody criticized him. I, I know yep. our producer Justin sent a uh, tweet that Ric Flair sent out, saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, taking a shot at him. And there was a lot of people saying, you know, you know, uh, yeah, sometimes I don't feel like myself either, um, but I go out there and play. First of all, I don't even know what to think. I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, is he's a hundred percent? He's dunking in the layup line. Is that what yes. happened? That it, was uh, Justin, our, our ace producer, uh, just sent us video of him doing like reverse three sixty dunks. So you know he's a hundred percent in the layup lines, but God forbid they you know he actually has to earn his paycheck and play games. You know. Well, what what's going on? Do we do we have an answer? Is it just is it is it a mental thing? Is it he just doesn't feel it? Like you said, is it Zion does doesn't feel like Zion? I not even I'm, I'm not even sure. Did somebody give him that answer? I I don't I don't know how to answer that. For the first time in my life, I I mean, you could ask him about anything. And hey, who do you like, Miami or Dallas? I like I could be wrong, but I like this, that, the other for this reason. I don't know what to say. I don't know what that means. Zion just isn't Zion. But you're a hundred percent there physically you're dunking in the layup line your team certainly could use you you've yep. missed a lot of games um I, I, it, 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 should he be out there even if it was supposing you want to send him out there for five minutes so he could pick up like three fouls or or grab a couple or of how rebounds about he's an all-star and you're literally uh one game away from your season being over like can he give us six minutes off the bench for fouls, no fouls, maybe a bucket or two, maybe draw a few fouls? It's just, you know, Arnie, I'll say this, man, is like every time we criticize the NBA, all the NBA fanboys come out and, oh, you guys just don't like it because you're old and out of touch, blah, 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 blah. I'll just say I think in a, you know, a sport that is slowly, I think, losing mainstream appeal. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Listen. You know, college football playoff ratings are up. March Madness ratings are up. Women's March Madness ratings are up. NFL ratings are through the roof. NBA has is is all time lows for the All Star game. All time lows for the playoffs last year. All time lows for the regular season. Mm. And bottom line is, this week was a microcosm of it, Arnie. I came on air on Saturday to do my show less than 24 hours after the Dallas Mavericks had a chance to play themselves into the playoffs, Arnie. And yeah, they decided yeah. to sit everybody. Like, like my whole thing, and Jason's, uh, Jason Martin and I talked about it last Saturday, is I've been told that load management, like the reason we have to accept load management is because everybody's gearing up for the playoffs. Now you have teams actively trying to miss the playoffs to keep a top 10 pick as if any as if these high school, uh, you know, these college players are ready to come in and compete right away. So you have that, and then it's followed up by Zion literally saying, I'm 100%, but I'm not playing. It's just... You know, these guys, and there's a lot of great, talented players in this league, but I also think that there's a big core of superstar players that are, and ownership and management and whatever, that are just completely out of touch with the average consumer. Zion's the latest. Now, wait a minute. Now, be honest here, and I'm, I'm being honest. serious. And if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, you let me know if we're out of bounds here. But are we supposed to be sympathetic if it's, let's say, he isn't there mentally. You understand what I'm saying? We're very cognizant about mental health and stuff like that. Why are we not aware? Why are we not more sympathetic towards Zion over something like this then? Well, because he played 29 games, and let's see how much he got paid this year. Um, you know, I- I'm sympathetic. Listen, 
first of all, you know, mental health doesn't preclude you from doing a job. Like my wife is a therapist. Right. Her clients still have to go to work. Um, you know, when they're going through personal battles and all that stuff, and I'm I'm not being unsympathetic to it. And I know I know you're not being either, but like there is and. Like the thing that I think always gets confused in this conversation is that Jake Glazer goes to work when he's in the gray, and he's that, been talking and he talks about, about that, it all yeah. the time. And it's Absolutely, great. And by the way, yeah. we'll talk about what Giannis said today later. Giannis never missed a game because of you know he. It, you'll give us the quotes later, but he had right. some very serious stuff to say. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, what I, my, my stance. Nobody's asking you to play if you're not healthy, like if you can't walk, if you've had the, you, you have a hamstring injury, like nobody's saying play through it. If you're, if you're not able to physically play, but if you're able to physically play, you got to give us something. And I'll give you a good example really quick, Arnie. I'll toss it back to you. You could say mental health, this blah, blah, blah this and that there is phys- a physical element to it too. He says he's a hundred percent. Meanwhile, I see CJ McCollum coming on the court with a wrap around his right shooting hand, a thumb injury that's going to require surgery whenever the New Orleans Pelicans season is done. You know, it's just uh, I've been a defender of Zion because I, th- I, you know, just the experience at Duke. He seemed like such a great kid. By the way, at Duke, he wanted to play when everyone was telling him to shut it down. But this this is a bad look in what has so far been a very forgettable career. Now, I always said, though, buy low, sell high. It might be a chance for the Lakers if you think that Zion could turn it around for him. I, I, that was my prediction a couple of years ago, that the Lakers that, would yeah. somehow get him, and they could probably get him on the cheap now. You know what I mean? Well, and it... Well, you know, it's it, it's an interesting question, right? I heard Jason McIntyre and Colin talking about this today. Is like, if the Pelicans just were like, I'm over this, I'm, I'd be curious what you could get for Zion. He just signed a max extension. He's going to get paid yeah. $33 million Ooh. next year. Uh, and, and as much as $44 million through the 2027-2028 season, Arnie, that's, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we're probably talking about close to $200 million over the next six years that are guaranteed to him. So it's a fascinating deal. Um, but I think the underlining thing, the underlying thing, which I'm trying to get to is it's playoff time, man. If you want to miss a Tuesday in in January because you're not 100%, that's fine. But your team needs you. Your season's on the line. You got to give them something. It's, it, it's, a, it's a bad look, Arnie. It's just a bad, bad, bad look. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. In for the guys tonight, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. Right here on Fox Sports Radio, technically... Jason Smith filled in for Cavino and Rich. Mm. Cavino and Rich filled in for Dan Patrick. Oh, so technically you could say we're filling in for Dan Patrick right now. I'm not yeah. thinking that. Yeah, three degrees of radio separation. That's yeah. that's fair. So Torres so and Spanier filling in for Dan Patrick right now. Yeah, Aaron Torres, yeah. Arnie Spanier filling in for Dan Patrick here. Yeah, that's Pacific, what I'm talking about. Yeah, Eastern here on Fox Sports Radio. There that's you great. go. That's big time now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They told that you said yesterday they won't let you ever fill in for Dan no, Patrick. No, they only, no, you're like a vampire. They only let you out at night. You yes, know? They, so. when the sun's up, I'm not allowed to fill in. If I have to do a show with another host, I'm not allowed to be in the same studio as them because We've of my done bad temper. Shows in Studio, studio. No, before. when have we ever done a show? A show One in time, studio? remember? I One came and gave time. you a big well, hug, and you thought I was there to give you your coffee. Remember? You thought yes, I was the intern. Right, right. Well, the, the, there is exceptions the stri- to the, the rules. Sh- the striking young intern, and then well, the. The one one host I almost threw through a window in Dallas, so they Ooh. don't like me. Yeah, they don't like me to be in the room with any of the other hosts. Out there. I didn't know Jonas Knox worked in Dallas. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Jonas is nice. Jonas would have messed you up if you tried that with him. Oh, so. stop it, please! Uh, the, the guy who was going to throw a window was a professional pitcher. Oh, in, in Major League Baseball. Who was that? Uh, I don't want to give his name. Nolan Mike Bassick. Well, you wouldn't know him. He 
gave up like the tying home run the bonds or something like that. The game or the breaking home run the bonds. Were you on the other side of Nolan Ryan slugging a guy in the face? Was that you? <laughs> oh no, that was Robin Ventura. Never mind. Yeah, I get yeah, yeah, Robin Ventura out there. You too. I get confused. I get the two of you confused all the time. So uh, you're just unbelievable, aren't you? Unbelievable. I got. I got. I got a. You know, a, a encyclopedic sports brain. So you know. You start talking about getting punched in the face by a Rangers pitcher. That's where my, my mind goes to. So uh, I want to get to the Lakers a little bit. Didn't have a chance to get to them in hour number one. Everybody was talking about them. And I guess the big thing today, everybody was talking about all day today, were they lucky to win or did Minnesota choke it away? And I don't want to say it was a little bit of both, but if I was going to pick one or the other, Minnesota choked it away. We gave these stats yesterday where I think Minnesota missed 14 of their last 16 shots. They had eight turnovers. So in 24 possessions, they yeah, either, uh, in 22 of them, they either had a turnover or missed shot in 22 of the 24 possessions. You're not going to beat anybody um, at the end of a game when it's close uh, doing stuff like that, Aaron. It wasn't even close, you know? It was bad. Anthony Edwards especially, what was it, 3 of 17 he ended up Oof. shooting in that game. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was you know, Minnesota can obviously play their way into that main bracket, uh, you know, playing, uh, I guess it would be tomorrow night or, or whatever. I, you know, they'll, they'll play the winner of this New Orleans, uh, this New Orleans OKC game. But to me, um, I think the story is the Lakers. I, I, I really do think, you know, I, I, uh, Monday, Tuesday, as the bracket was kind of unveiled and you knew they were going to play in this play-in game, you kind of sat there and I heard all these people make all these arguments for the path that they have. I, I don't see them taking four of seven from Memphis, let alone having to do that then and then beat the Warriors and then beat the Suns. I thought, I, I thought last night showed how limited they are. Um, and I think they're going to have to have a lot to go their way just to beat Memphis, let alone to make a real run to the NBA Finals. You know, there was a lot of people that thought the Lakers um, were going to make a run either to the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. Will this change people's mind because of the game yesterday, or will they just say, hey, it's just one game, they gutted it out, I'm staying on course, and they're still going to go ahead and make a run? Because I still think people are are, are taking the Lakers to get to the uh, Finals of the Western Conference or Finals of the NBA. I, I just I, I think last night the thing about last night you got to remember is you know everything went pretty well Anthony Davis was on the floor I know you know D'Angelo Russell didn't have his best game but you know Anthony Davis was healthy he was on the floor LeBron James had 30 points and they they needed overtime to survive the Minnesota Timberwolves and so again I, I just look at this team and you know I, I get that they were good down the stretch but let's not forget who they played down the stretch we talked about this last night final few weeks they had two wins against the Jazz they had a win against the Rockets they had a win against the Bulls they had a win against those T-Wolves so you sit there and say like I get that the win-loss record was pretty good was very good excuse me after the all-star break but you know the level of comp not the all-star break the trade deadline but the the level of competition is going to step up they're obviously pr probably every series they play going forward they're going to have to win some games on the road they're going to start on the road they won't have home court advantage I just think it's a tough 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 ask for this group uh, to, to continue to have success you know I was going to say I think this is the last go around for the Lakers I'll, I'll amend that I think this is the last go around for LeBron and and I'm talking about wow. winning an NBA championship um, because, you know, things are kind of just settling in the place. We talk about the perfect storm, you know, how they're going to go again and get Memphis, how, um, you know, Golden State, yeah, they're a good team, but they're going to have their hands full with Sacramento. Um, there are some hurdles to get on by. I don't know how long this is going to continue for the Lakers and for LeBron, especially as it gets up, up there.
there in age. How many games do you think LeBron's going to go ahead and make in the regular season next year? How many is Anthony Davis? Do be lucky to get half a season out of each of them um, at 41 the 50 games out there. It's only going to continue to get worse. This might be the last chance for LeBron to, to win a championship. Otherwise, he's going to have to go to like some super team and, and do it that way if he's going to leave the Lakers and, and want to play with his son. What do you think? Well, and you think about the other teams too, right? Like Phoenix, they'll be able to fi- they'll be able to figure out how to fill out that bench over the course of this offseason uh, to to kind of supplement Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Um, you know, we'll see. The Clippers obviously right now don't have Paul George, although obviously they wouldn't play the Clippers and the the, the Suns. Uh, the Warriors are going to find pieces to fill in alongside the, those veterans as they get older. So I just bring it up to say. Um, that uh, I bring it up to say that when I look at this Lakers team, I don't disagree. By the way, the the, the Grizzlies, we talked about this last night, this is now their fourth straight playoff appearance. Like They're going to get those reps that they need um, in the playoffs when it matters most. So I, I just look at the Lakers, and I actually do tend to agree with you, Arnie, is I don't believe they can make a run, but I also do believe a healthy Anthony Davis, a healthy LeBron James on the back end of his 30s, this is probably as good as it gets for them. Oh, man, and, and people don't see that yet. Look at the numbers that LeBron's putting up this year, almost 30 points a game. I mean, it, it, it's insane that he's able to go ahead and do that. He's still in great shape. I don't want to cut his career short, though, but, um, you know, it, it's tough to go ahead and get through and win an NBA championship. And the teams are going to go ahead and, you know, these Memphis teams and, and the Pelicans are only going to get better yep. as time goes on and as Denver, they get more NBA I mean- playoff experience. Yeah, Denver, Jokic, and Murray are still pretty young. Murray, again, you know, I mean, he's, you know, probably a year and a half removed from that injury, so that one's a little bit different. But again, no, I, I'm with you, and I think this is I, – I do think there's something to this is the last best shot. And the other thing, too, like even LeBron, like, listen, man, you know, I, I can be critical of some things with LeBron, you know, whatever, but he's still an incredible player, but he played in 54 games this year. So – you know, you look at um, his situation is how much can he play at this level and for how many games during a regular season? So this is all just a long winded way of me saying I- I'm agreeing with you, Arnie, is listen, I-, I-, I give them credit for rallying when they needed to. The group that they put together after the All-Star break uh, was obviously a much improved group. But I-, I don't think just having, you know, four or five years ago, having LeBron was enough. I just don't think that's the case anymore. Right, and I don't think right. it's going to get any easier going forward. Now, I want to get to Dylan Brooks. It seems like he's in the news a lot lately. Um, they were talking about who do you want to play next? He goes, I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven-game series. The legacy is there. First time back in the playoffs, knock him out right away. It tests us good. They've got good pieces, good players. That'll be a good first-round matchup for us. Um, is that a shot against LeBron? Said so it would be. We wouldn't mind knocking him out in the first series back and all that. First, first series back there. Or is he just talking the truth? And there's a lot of respect there, saying they're a good team and they'd be a good test for us. I heard that. You know, I mean, I think there was certainly some some little digs in there, but it wasn't. You know, Dylan Brooks knows what he's saying and he knows how to talk trash. Um, and uh, I wasn't 
like overly like, oh my God, LeBron, that that's bulletin board <laughs> material right there. Like Dylan Brooks is going to talk his trash. You can like him, not like him, but I didn't think it was anything that egregious. I heard that audio earlier today. So no, I didn't think it was anything that bad either. I mean, he certainly could have made it a lot worse. He could have poured it on. He could have really made ahead and made sure that uh, LeBron was going to get me, mad and make bulletin board material. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? And, and this has been a conversation all year long. Do you think the, the, the Grizzlies in general talk too much for a team that really hasn't won anything? Well, they, they, they talk a lot of smack. Why? You think it's – but that, that's what it goes on in the NBA now anyway, right? That, that, that's what happens in the NBA. It's all a bunch of smack talking, whether you've won or you've not won out there. That really doesn't make a difference. Yeah, Why, I, you have to I don't think to... I have any like fundamental issue with it, but it is a conversation, right? I mean, you know, best playoff run was the second round last year, and they did give the Warriors some trouble. But uh, I just bring it up to say, like, you know, I think there are a lot of people that are kind of like, dude, at some point you guys got to put your money where your mouth is. You know, I mean, obviously, um, you know, Ja had his off off the court issues, but then beyond that, um, you know, there was the the dust up with Shannon Sharp on the sidelines at Staples or, you know, Crypto Arena, excuse me, a few weeks ago. So, you know, I, I think it's a conversation like like, do they talk too much for a team that hasn't won anything? It doesn't bother me. But I know that a lot of people are. St- it's starting. The patience is starting to wear thin with them. All right, a couple of things right now. New Orleans sixty nine sixty six over OKC. Nine minutes left in the third. So it looks like that's going to be a good one. And also, by the way, I'm going to spend less than ten seconds on this because I I don't want to get fired. But uh, the Rays are twelve and zero. How long till we start talking about them and we start paying attention? Twenty and zero, thirty and zero, eighty one and zero, one hundred sixty two and zero. And how long? Because if this was like the NBA and somebody started twelve. No, we go, wow, look at that. This is crazy. It's unbelievable. Is it a big I deal mean, or no? Who's not talking about him? Monty just led the hour by talking. Thanks for not listening to Monty's up. I heard Monty. I'm 12 and 0 now. But Too busy I mean, watching Monty on SVU instead of <laughs> listening to the updates. Is it a big deal to you, though? Are you, are you like checking the scores every day now or what? You know, I, I, I'm kind of just monitoring it to see. I mean, you know, it's, it's, opening we you know opening two weeks of the MLB season I don't think it's time to uh any parades or anything but um I think it's pretty cool and obviously look man it it continues to be cool because of everything that the Rays have to you know everything that that they have working against them you know it's been talked about it's been documented should they even be in um should they even be in Tampa Bay? Is it time for them to move? All that good stuff. They're, they're going to move. I, I really think once the contract's up, they're they're gone. And you know, they talked about splitting half the year in Tampa, half in the year Montreal, in Montreal. Yeah. I think they'll eventually move to Montreal. I think the A's will end up going to Oakland. And there's a Vegas. story today um, that excuse me, the A's end up going to Las Vegas. And then they're trying to figure out what to do with the expansion team. Do they go to Nashville, Portland, or Salt Lake City uh, when it's all uh, said and done? I think. Those are the three front runners. Do we need expansion teams in Major League Baseball? Um, if they want the big money for it, that I guess they so, do. Yeah. Why? I mean, you... No, I was going to say that's that's the argument for the NBA, right? Is that it's you know a couple hundred million in all the owners' pockets to, if they add teams. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Let's get right to our guest joining us now, Fox Sports Radio's NBA Insider. Get a little bit into the Lakers and some of the other series out there. It's Mark Medina. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing well. I'm watching the final seconds of this uh, Oklahoma City uh, New Orleans game here. It looks like the Pelicans are going to go to the free throw line, uh, but we'll see. Or yeah. the Thunder, I mean. It uh, it's been a good one. It's been an absolute good one. I've enjoyed it. The uh, the four games we've had, or the uh, you know these playing games, have all been enjoyable. They've been they've been pretty fun to watch so far. Yeah, and look, I was at the Lakers uh, Timberwolves game, and you know I think it was a lot of uh, basketball that wasn't quite poetic. There was a uh, you know a feeling of they're playing in mud, but I think that from a fan standpoint, it's sometimes beautiful to watch because there's all that tension. And being in the building, you know, Laker fans uh, really tried to galvanize together. And even given the facts of the playing game, 
it felt like it was the biggest atmosphere I've witnessed, you know, for quite a while. Uh, just knowing that they've gone through some some playoff droughts, and you know, when they did win the title, it was in the bubble when there were no fans there. So, yeah, a lot of compelling drama to say the least. Mark, obviously, as this uh, Pelicans game comes down to the wire, um, you know, Zion was in the news today said uh, essentially I'm a hundred percent but I'm not playing anyway like what what do you make of Zion's comments because I I just thought they looked really bad especially by the way with some pregame video of him doing some dunks uh in 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 the layup lines and stuff well hey look give you a quick score thunder up 119 to 118 2.8 seconds left brain and Ingram hits a huge three but yeah he was fouled there yeah, he's going for it. But to answer your question about Zion, it doesn't sound great, but uh, from my understanding, it's the Pelicans medical staff that's making this call. So, um, you know, even if uh, it was up to Zion, it wouldn't really matter. But I think that the really thing that's disconcerting here, it's not just the injury history, but the fact that the Pelicans say – it's not a direct correlation, meaning that it wasn't like his past injuries weren't fully healed and, the, and therefore his body was overly compensating. But at the same time, that creates even more concerns because even if the Pelicans are doing all the right things, even if Zion's improving his tra- training regimen, improving his diet, his conditioning, all those things, and being disciplined with his movement, that might not be enough. And I think it's too early to say, oh, the Pelicans shouldn't have extended him last summer. They should trade him because I think it's one of those things, well, the alternative could significantly worse. But I think moving forward, they can't hinge or assume that Zion's ever going to be fully healthy for a season. So as a result, they really can't mess up any other roster decision, and they have to find a way somehow that they have a definitive number two around him so that, you know, they're not just scratching and clawing the play in tournament. They're actually making a deep playoff push. Uh, Mark, I know you said it was the best atmosphere you've seen in a long, long time. Take us back. Uh, the Lakers hit the three. Schroeder hits the three from the corner. And then take us to what it was like when Anthony Davis fouls with point one second left and they're going to go to the line for three. It must have been just uh, crazy there. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I wrote about about how the fan reaction, it was like the soundtrack of the game. Dennis Schroeder hitting this huge three. Everyone thinks is a game winner. Schroeder's flexing. LeBron James is flexing. The crowd is going crazy, stomping their feet, clapping, ready to throw the confetti. And then when AD makes that bad decision with it not being disciplined with his clothes on Mike Conley, there was just a collective groan and gasp and sigh. Throw in a few expletives there, and it's just wild because only a few weeks ago, Anthony Davis committed a similar cardinal sin where he fouled Maxie Kleber with the Dallas Mavericks on a closeout, and you know they wound up winning the game there. Um, so I think to the Lakers' credit, they didn't allow the emotions of that mistake to carry into overtime. AD owned up to the mistake. Everyone's like, hey, we got five minutes left. Let's just move on. But I think moving forward, while you don't discount the Lakers' resiliency and their recent strong play, the margin for error for those kind of plays in the playoffs, the deeper you go, it's going to catch up to you. So mm. Anthony Davis has got to be disciplined. The Lakers got to be disciplined. There's one thing to come back 15 points down against a Minnesota Timberwolves team that was out without Rudy Gobert and McDaniels and Carl Anthony Towns being in foul trouble. But to do that against the Memphis Grizzlies in a seven-game series on their home floor, 
for a lot easier said than done. All right, Mark, I'm going to ask the question that everybody wants to know. Who do you like in the West? Because (laughs) Arnie and I were on last night during the Lakers game, and we sort of can make the argument that the Lakers can make a run because, you know, the the Suns don't have very much depth and Paul George isn't – but, like, who do you actually think is actually going to come out of the West? You you know what? I don't have a favorite. It's almost like – the opposite of what John Morant was saying, we're fine in the West. It seems like everyone's in trouble in the West, right? There is no clear-cut favorite. And I think that going in to this series, I'm favoring the teams that are in the middle of the pack because, theoretically, they're healthier than they were in this season, and that explains why they were in the middle of the pack, and they had the most talent. So you look at the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, the Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard. There's a question mark on Paul George's availability. I saw him getting shots up today at practice, but there's an expectation he at least won't play at the beginning of the series. And then the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins is finally back. He's expected to play. They still got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. But I think the, the captivating thing for those teams is that maybe they're getting healthy at the right time, but the disconcerting thing is maybe injuries pop up once again for them. And so that's where the top of the teams, like the Kings, like the Nuggets, like the Grizzlies, they're still in the mix because they've been at the top of the standings partly because they've been a lot healthier this season. Mark, do you feel like this is the last go-around for LeBron, like this year, this right now is the last chance to win a championship? Because, I mean, with AD, you know they're not going to play a full season next year. They, you know, Do they really have a third? You feel like this may be the last go-around for them, you know? Yeah, it's a fair question. I mean, you never discount something uh, like that because of LeBron James' 20th season. But I don't think that the Lakers are looking to, like, break up the team or anything like that. Or even, you know, if they keep LeBron trading AD or trying to get a different supporting cast. I think that even with a first-round exit, they're looking through the pragmatic lens that keeping this core, including the trade deadline additions, is probably the best recipe for success next season. And they would still have a window to win a title, uh, but it's not guaranteed. I mean, it's the injury component. It's the fact that the Western Conference landscape's always evolving, always moving. But I think that's going to give them the best chance to win a title. Um, and I think that that goes for the same, really, with the Clippers. I mean, I know that ever since they got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, it's thinking, you know what, they should be winning a championship. But because of the fact that the West is wide open, Paul George is hurt. You know, I've been told that the Clippers aren't necessarily thinking it's championship or bust. These guys are still in their prime. And as much as Steve Ballmer wants to win a title before they leave Crypto.com Arena after next season, um, I don't think that they're going to make any fundamental changes either. So that being said, there is a window here because it's really anyone's up for grabs, and you never know when that window might be shut. Mark, I I, I know, um, you know, OKC maybe isn't a big national story, but how impressed are you and, and how bright is the future for this organization that, that you know, has a young star in Shea Gilgis-Alexander? They lost a lottery pick, a literal top two pick in, in Chet Holmgren. Um, and I, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I still believe they basically have a million picks lined up here. <laughs> like, like, it feels like they are miles ahead of schedule right now, especially given the Holmgren injury. Is that fair to say? 
Oh, without a doubt, because Holmgren's expected to come back next season healthy. Shea Gilgis Alexander's a star, and the a million picks that you estimated, you're not that far off. It's 15 <laughs> first-round picks, but it may as well feel like a million. That's really the the currency here in today's NBA, especially for a small market team like the Thunder, who don't necessarily always have the mechanisms to get free agents. In the draft, having those draft picks, you can either, you know, obviously use it in the draft and develop guys from within or stockpile uh, those picks together to make a huge trade. I think the thing about Shea Gilgis-Alexander that's interesting is I was talking to an opposing team's executive about, hey, who's on your MVP, et cetera. And I was thinking it was going to be some order of Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. This executive actually chose Shea Gilgis-Alexander in third place in place of Giannis. And I asked, hey, what, why? And they were just so gung-ho about Shea Gilgis-Alexander's talent, uh, his competitiveness, how much of a culture changer he is for the team. And he was looking at the lens of, you know, some basketball evaluators, whether it's GMs or coaches or media members, base these awards about, hey, how much they help a team win, right? And in this case, hey, well, they're not at the top of the stands. They're just a playing team. But this executive said, look, you remove Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They're not competing in a playing tournament. They're at the bottom of the standings or, or with the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets trying to get another draft pick here. That's how fundamentally uh, different Shea Gilgis-Alexander makes the Thunder team. So the future is bright, and they have this rare combination of this uh, you know, treasure chest of draft picks, but also a Trevor chest of young talent mm. that's going to be destined to be great already on the roster. Mark Medina, Mark, always a pleasure, my friend. We appreciate you stopping on by, and obviously things are just getting going. NBA playoffs are going to be in full swing this weekend, so you're going to be a pretty busy guy, right? Uh, I'll be ready. Full 48. Let's go. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.